Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. And this is our podcast, I Married a History Teacher. Mm-hmm. Lisa, remind the good folks what our podcast is all about. Oh, we're doing a reminder now. Yeah. Um, well, the basic premise is that Steve was a former high school history teacher. He misses prattling on about history. And I have a lot to learn about history as I was a delinquent. Yep. So that's where we're at. We, uh... We like give Lisa her round two of high school history here. Mm-hmm. Um, before I forget, Lisa, I'm gonna give um, one of my buddies a shout out for something. Okay. Um, a guy I used to coach football with, Brennan Glesner, got a oh. great podcast on of all things XFL football. Oh yes, you told me about this. Yeah, but it's like super legit. Um, it's him and a couple of his boys. Uh, Glesner knows football better than anyone I've ever talked to. Um, so he not only breaks it down just on the XFL, you can learn a shitload about football just listening to him. So if you're really into football and X's and O's, you should tune into it. It's called uh, XFL Chalk Talk. Yeah, actually, I did overhear it in the car once, and it, he's like a savant. It's really yeah, yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good stuff. You can learn like more about football itself listening to him talk about the XFL than you can watching like ESPN. Yeah, dudes. with regular football, yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, check it out. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, Lisa, let me ask you a question. How uh, do you feel about our current election process in the United States of America? How do I feel about it? Yes. Um, I don't feel great about it. Why not? Um, well, for one, it feels like we're just in a constant cycle of it. So primaries feel like they stretch on for longer and longer. There's so much speculation and there's so much polling that seems to almost kind of influence a bit of how the race goes, you know, like it shapes it more than I feel like it should. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just exhausting. It's interesting of all the things you could talk about with our election. It seems as though that your biggest issue with it is that the president's not president for long enough. Like a presidential term is only four years. So oh, it's no, I just, I think we've turned it into too much of a spectator sport. I mean, I think we need to just make the actual, you know, run up to being elected and how we determine who we choose. It needs to be more succinct. You know, it's really awesome, Lisa. Yes. You inadvertently brought up something that I was talking to my father with recently. You're talking about something called the political industrial complex. <laughs> and we're laughing because we don't know when we're going to release these episodes, but we are going to release an episode about the military industrial complex. Yes. Uh, but a political industrial complex is in itself an issue that's developing in America. There's too much money in actual politics. So much money. In the whole following it and cable news and it's all just an economic game now. Oh my god, it's it's insane the amount of money that's spent on that. And I try to tell myself, oh, it's still it's going into the economy, so it's not a huge waste that's just going into this like black hole of of TV ads, but I mean, it's, it's kind of incredible. And sorry, just one more thing on this. Um, this guy that he writes for the Baltimore Sun, and he's been like a longtime writer for them, Dan Rodericks. I love him. And uh, he wrote this article the day after um, Bloomberg decided he was going to enter the presidential race and just pointed out. So Bloomberg is planning to use all his own funds. I mean, we know this to, to run his campaign. Um, and he was just saying how... Yeah, that's cool. I guess you could use that to try to be president and do what everyone else is trying to do, which is beat Trump. Or you could take one of your $52 billion that you have and pour it into West Baltimore. 
Um, you know, it's just like there's just so much need. And instead someone decides to that they're the savior of the world, you know. So it's it is. It's just frustrating. It's just so frustrating. And and honestly, I don't think it's that like if you took the money out of politics, I do wonder, like, would you have so much of an issue with the military industrial complex? You know what I mean? Like if we could somehow make you can't get too wrapped up in the military industrial complex. I can do whatever I want. No, well, we're not going to do I can wrap double. myself in anything. We can't do two <laughs> no, I am No, no, no. I totally know. I mean, we're not going to say any more, anything else, except that I think that, honestly, yeah, the, the, the political industrial complex is disgusting to me. Yeah. 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 This, I was not expecting you to go this direction at all. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you were going to answer it how I thought you were going to answer it, and it's going gonna, it gonna to really help guide me into today's topic. Oh, well, they'll just teach you. You know, there's still surprises in marriage. <laughs> That's right. Still surprising <laughs> Yeah, each we other spend a lot of time together, so all these years. it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but feel free to, I mean. I'm going to pick up where I was going to say anyway. Yeah. Lisa, what if I told you that our current election system was not at all what the founding fathers wrote up and designed to elect a president of the United States of America. I would say that's not surprising. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've like distorted a lot of the original intent of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that, huh? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it, Lisa. I'm going to tell you the original plan of how it was written into the Constitution mm-hmm. of how we are going to elect presidents, Lisa. Here's how it's going to work. President is going to be chosen by presidential electors. Yes. Is that true today or no? Yes. Yes. What do we call that? The Electoral College. Yes, the Electoral College chooses the president. Okay, this was this was accurate. Okay. Yeah. Um, and can we talk about the justification for why we use electors? Because I found yes. that this last election, people had different understandings of it. Well, there's several different reasons of why we have an Electoral, cor- electoral College, and it sort of evolved to... There's several reasons why we keep an electoral college, Mm -hmm. despite the issues with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But uh, my favorite reason why they decided they needed an electoral college Mm -hmm. is because of a phrase you hear me say all the time. Masses are asses. The masses are asses, (laughs) which is a quote from Ben Franklin. Apparently, he's attributed to a million different quotes. But this one seems a lot like him, right? And the concept here is that the masses are asses, i.e., like your common man is stupid and uninformed and acts irrationally. Mm -hmm. And yes, we want to have a democracy, Mm -hmm. but we, we can only want to go so far. So you have an electoral college as a buffer between the Masses and mm-hmm. who actually gets elected, you know? Yes. But I, in our history, we've never had the Electoral College buck. No. In fact, we've only had, I think, I think two different people have not voted the way their constituents told them to vote in the entire history of elections. Yeah. It seems a little silly at this point, and now it's just this, it now just becomes a numbers game. Yes. Um, and totally changes you know, election strategy. People aren't appealing to the whole nation as a whole. And, it, you know, obviously, as we know, one person's vote in Ohio can mean so much more than another person's vote in, say, California. Yes. Um, so it's Ohio kind of is a terrible example to Why compare to. Why is Ohio to, a terrible example? It was about, it was <laughs> I guess a, if you're talking about swing states. Yeah, I was talking about swing okay. states. Okay, but the much better example is the lower populated states vote is worth like 14 times the amount it worth that is for like the larger states. Just because uh, the, the fraction of the, the yes. representation. Yes, yeah. population per amount of oh, electoral votes. Yeah, fine. But 
But you know, that's fine. If they're always going to go blue or red, it, it's Ooh. like that's mm. not – It does it really mean anything? No. That's fair. That's but fair. if it's like uh, 2016 when there was 10,000 votes in Wisconsin that made the difference, yeah. it was Let's, pretty cool to vote there then. It sounds like I should have prepared for an electoral college debate instead of what we are doing. You, to do Steve, here you instead. know what? You just I can I'll veer whatever direction I veer, and then you just shove me right back wherever you want to be talking. Okay, okay? all right. All right. So great that's points. what we'll do. All right, <laughs> we got <laughs> we got seriously said tonight. Serious? No, I'm just well. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Oh, okay, I don't. No. I don't want to be a hindrance to where you were trying to go with this. Okay. But I'm still going to say what I'm going to say. Okay, you know what I mean? I can't. I can't censor myself. That's the whole point. But I can here. stop talking when you would like me to. God after forbid, I'm finished with the thought. God forbid an American have to censor himself or, or herself. <laughs> this is America. Okay. So there's a there's a group of presidential electors, right? It, each of the electors would have two picks. Uh-huh. Two picks. Two picks. All right, so your top two picks. Um, the idea behind it, at least in theory, this was not written in the Constitution. This is what they decided when they were writing it, is that each state uh-huh. would send their best candidate from the state to go run for president. What? Mm-hmm. So state legislatures, they'd be like, you know, this Patrick Henry dude, he's a badass dude. Let's go see if he can go win the presidency. For every state. That's what every state would do. Keep in mind, there's only thirteen. Right, I was gonna, that was gonna, I was gonna ask. I was like, are we in the? Okay, so yeah, yeah. the colonies. Okay. And some of your bigger states, your Virginias, New York, Pennsylvanias, like maybe they would send one to three. All right, and the whole concept that they were going for is that there'd be a large cream of the crop. Yeah, like a but a large, not just two or three people, but we're talking about fifteen people running for presidents. Yes, yeah, for of you know one to three people running for president. The, the options were like. It was supposed to be a lot of to choose from. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be a variety. Yes. And okay. how far in advance do we know that they sent their little peeps up to, to run? It probably wasn't as constant as it is today like it you were talking It definitely about. wasn't. Yeah. I'm sure it was like a couple months in advance or something. That sounds so. delightful. Yeah. I um, mean, how many, how many minutes do they, do they say what? That you make your decision about a candidate in like f- five minutes for a job interview? We have to spend two years hearing about these fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And so, so okay. So they send their people up yes. or down, whichever way they need to go. And the electors would have. Yeah. A, they would cast a vote for one person, their top choice, and they would cast a vote for a second person. They vote on each other. No, no, no. no sorry. No, these are the electors, yeah, the yeah, people yeah, casting sorry. the votes. So they're not even. So like I would There's vote. not even a popular sorry there's not like a broad vote of everyone at this point. There is a popular vote. Okay. Okay, and then something they have to factor in, but they were given more they were given more power. It wasn't as strict yeah. as like the state of Virginia tells you to elect yeah, Hillary Clinton. It's just like here's how the masses feel. Yeah. Decide if they're asses. Yes, and think about it, it makes more sense when there's 15 people to vote for instead of two, right? It's just like we're all over the board here, so I can use my judgment because the highest vote receiver was 12%. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, but do we have like an Im- – I need a mental image. Like I like is this like 
is everyone like congregating in one place? Are all the electors like, and are they giving speeches at all? Are they like, how are we like, what's happening? And how are all the people doing the popular vote? Like, how do they find out? Is there like like a little There's newspaper that comes polls. out? No, it's like. Yes, there are newspapers, of course. Okay. And there's polling locations, and there's a lot less of them. So how do all the people find out about everyone that's running? Do they really have to like read through a newspapers. pamphlet? But this is like literally the exact reason why people like Ben Franklin didn't want people to vote is because they're uninformed. Like if you're a farmer in rural Maryland or some shit, mm-hmm. what the hell do you know about Patrick Henry? But you know who does know Patrick Henry? The state senator that's been hanging out in D.C., you know, I wasn't D.C. yet, but yeah. you know, <laughs> is uh, you know, still Philly at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very elitist take on things and a bit condescending. But at the same time, if you're going for less of someone that, like, evokes all the emotion and gets everyone going the way we do now and you just want someone that other smart people can validate as being a smart like legitimate person that could be good at a job, then it seems a bit more efficient. Yes. And that's what the debate was. Um, and that's why the Electoral College, it was basically a debate between we're a representative democracy, let's let um, this people we elect pick the best president. There's like, no, we're a democracy, so the people should pick the president. And, the, you know, the negotiation was Electoral College. Okay? Yeah. So... The number one vote receiver would be the president. The number two vote receiver would be the vice president. So it doesn't matter what political really? you are. Really? Yeah. don't partner up in advance. Yeah. There's, there's no partnering. There's no ticketing up. It's, it's just people running for president, and second place is the vice president. Was it, like, nasty back then, though? Like oh, yes. It? This is a huge mis- total misconception is that politics back then were nasty as shit. Nasty as Was hell. it, like, tied up in, like... The gangs and stuff. No, let's not. I'm get just going. Into that. And I'm thinking like gangs. No, no. In New I mean, York. I mean the the personal politicking between these people were brutal. Like Aaron Burr was a giant asshole. Um, oh, right, right. I think I mentioned this on this podcast before, and we're talking about the seven elections in at this point. But Andrew Jackson, his wife uh-huh. killed herself because she fell into a deep depression over what her political opponents were saying about her. Mm. Because they're making fun of, they're calling her whore, a slut. Well, to be fair, like, people now just have Zoloft. I mean, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, what, it's they have better therapy. Zoloft? I, I don't know. That what was a year random. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, that's just what pops in my head. I, so, I mean, yeah, but no, that's that's obviously very sad. So, so it's very vicious. Yes, people want to act like Trump politics are nasty now. It's, just, it's always been this way, always. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I was just curious, like, in what ways, because, like, obviously people say bad things about people now, and, um, you know, there's all this, like, trying to dig dirt on them, and, you know, if you did one bad thing, you know, a million years ago, you could be screwed. But um, I, I was just curious, like, were they also, did they have platforms, or was it more just, like, it was plef- convincing their peers that they were good at a job. You know what I mean? I think you're overthinking this story. Me overthink? Yeah. I mean, you're just looking for like this giant grand story that will take. No, I'm not. I'm just, I want more information. Yeah. And, and like we try to have like a half hour or podcast and I can't 
sit here and tell you what the platforms of federalists versus anti-federalist were without getting into an entire podcast on what the federalist and the anti-federalist were about. But they had platforms. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, they existed. They were much more smaller. They would almost be like one topic. What are they called? The one one issue parties? Like the Green Party? They were all about the environment. They had a lot of that going on. But also there wasn't a long period of time in America where we didn't have two political parties. Hmm. And it goes, go back and listen to our episode we did on um, the simple math problem made it so we only have two political parties. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that happens almost immediately. In okay. fact, that's what I'm trying to get to now. I don't know. I feel like holding you back for a little bit longer for no good reason. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> All right, Lisa, I'm going to take you, give me a guess. How many elections do you think that plan lasted, successfully lasted for? The one that you just described. Yes, where everyone's, every state sent forward someone and then, you know, you'd vote for your top two candidates. One. One election? I don't know. It seems dramatic. Okay. I mean, you're on to it. Two, three. No. I just think about it for a second. Yes, it is one, two, or three is the answer. Two. Why is it two? Because it clearly wasn't one. Think about who won the first election. Uh, that would be oh, that would be George Washington. Yeah. I didn't really think about who was winning. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. to you need to like you need to slow down those mental gears for a second and just like you know tall order. Okay. Talk and talk and like listen and and, and ask questions when it's. I've definitely been asking yeah. questions. <laughs> I'm following that order just fine. Um, okay, so it's George Washington won. Yeah, and then his vice president wins. What? No. John Adams. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Let's slow down again. George what? Washington wins the first election. Yeah. He wins unanimously. Everyone voted for him at least once. Okay? John Adams got the second most amount of votes, so he's vice president. Uh-huh. Famously said that the vice presidency isn't worth a warm pitcher of spit. Second election you know, comes pat, around. Hard pass on that. <laughs> second election comes around. Ew, that, why would he be so graphic? Um, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Well, to be fair, there's a lot more pictures of spit sitting around back in the day because everyone was dipping and stuff and spitting and spittoons were in like every room. Yeah, men are gross. Men are gross. Um, yeah, so that happens twice, right? George Washington gets unanimously elected both times. John Adams becomes his vice president. What do you mean twice? Twice. He won two terms. Twice, ele- two elections. Oh, two terms. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Back then, there was no limitation. George Washington was, everyone was telling him, run again, run again. He did a great job. First president does a great job. He said, I don't want to do it. Why did he not want to run for a third term? You remember, we've covered this before. Wasn't there some, no, I read that in a book. Um, He was like, he didn't like the idea of like concentrated power in Washington and like thought that like it would be bad for it was not in the spirit of the constitution to yes yeah yeah. that's good he didn't want it to make it seem too much like a monarchy a monarchy so he was like two terms seems sufficient i don't want to be the lifetime president i'm going to walk away from this and leave it to you guys to try your election now that there's not such an obvious option yeah he really overlooked the fact that if you don't have a good leader things go to shit real fucking quick yeah well (laughs) that's that's true um but anyways okay so so they did it twice with him, and then... And then everything falls apart. Yeah, exactly. So technically is around for the third election, but mm-hmm. in the third election, election of 1800, yeah. everything goes to shit. Yeah. I'll give you a guess, Lisa. Huh. 
what that is not in the Constitution at all uh-huh. makes everything fall to shit during the third election? Uh, fragile male egos? It's not fragile male egos, but it's certainly tied in there. Um, it's not in the Constitution. What's I'll give you a hint. The people didn't like it. Many founding fathers, including George Washington himself, says we cannot establish these in the United States. It will ruin our political system. Uh, Yet it seems to be the only thing that matters in presidential Oh, elections. political parties, political parties. Political parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is going to ruin everything. Yep, to this day. Right. Pain in our fucking asses. Yeah, so. Here's what happens. Okay. It comes down to two political parties. There's the Federalists mm-hmm. and there's the Anti-Federalists. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm misspeaking. The Federalists mm-hmm. and the Democratic Republicans. Okay. Okay. So, the candidate for the Federalists yeah. was Adams. Uh-huh. Democratic Republicans had Jefferson. And again, go back and listen to our episode on how simple math makes it so there's only two candidates. Because mm-hmm. what it comes all shakes out in the wash, as soon as people start realizing that Adams and Jefferson are the only two people that really have a chance at winning here, mm-hmm. then all the people from the other parties and the other states, they start saying, well, I'm not going to win. So I might as well vote for the lesser of two evils, which is either, you know, this Jefferson guy. Mm-hmm. Or like the other guys thinks the opposite. It's like, I'm not going to win either, but I, hell, I like Adams a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, than Jefferson. Yep. All right. Yep. Now, that ends up. Sorry, I misspoke. That's this election of 1796. Okay. And what you're going to see actually happen is Jefferson and Adams. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Adams wins, becomes our third president. Jefferson becomes his vice president. Despite Adams gets our second president. Yes, yeah, sorry, with the third election. Yeah, is what I meant. All right, thank you for capturing that. Now you have a president and a vice president who are yeah. two complete opposites and hate each other politically. They respect each other personally. Okay. So I sort of misspoke there. It is the next election when you see the full crisis happen. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's the fourth overall election, the election, the crisis of eighteen hundred. Okay. Same two people are going to be the heads of each party. It's still Adams versus Jefferson. Mm-hmm. But things get so even this time. Even? You know, electoral like, votes. Like so close. Yeah. It's, well, it ends there's Like neck and neck. Yes. There's 146 total electoral votes at this time. Yeah. They come total 73 botch. to 73. Total botch. Yeah. They should have just made it so there was like an odd number of votes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they're going to vote, tie, 73 votes each. Yeah. So they re-vote, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Guess what the result is? 73-73. They vote again. Guess what the result is? 73-72. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So they just keep re-voting. They do this over and over again. They do it 36 times, voting mm-hmm. over and over again because there's nothing in the up. system to break ties. Until what? Like one of them like passes out or? Actually pretty close, Lisa. Did one of them get murdered? No, but what happened is, is that two different people, I believe it was Vermont and Maryland electoral voters, they turned in fake ballots. What is that? What? Sorry, did I say fake? Yes. Blank ballots. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? But they even have food on them. Um... Yeah, so, okay, blank ballots, so mm-hmm. they abstained. Yes. But that's two. They weren't supposed to. But when that happened, 
They were. They won seventy three, seventy one. Ah, okay, so they both in the same side. Yes. Now, um. Okay. Who won that election? Well, I mean, I just don't know if Adams had a second term or not. I mean, obviously Jefferson was eventually elected. He didn't. He wasn't. Adams only was one one term. Well, then Jefferson it is. He was very butthurt about it. But it was, yeah, Washington got two terms, Adams got one term, and then Jefferson got elected our third president. That's a bummer because Adams is probably the most responsible for how good the Constitution is, right? No, that's James Madison. Damn it. Yeah. I knew. They're both little. You James, know? Or, sorry, John Adams is still an incredible, incredible statesman, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess they all are, right? I mean, they are, but I think John Adams is probably one of the better, like, government, like, hardcore, like, knows his shit, like, knows how to, like, what democracy is all about and, like, uh, is was less in it for himself than a lot of these other guys were. Mm, okay. Um, in fact... Incredible, incredible miniseries. One of my favorite miniseries of all time is John Adams on HBO. It's like eight episodes or something. Each like an hour and a half long, and they're incredible. Really? Paul Giamatti plays John Adams, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll have to to check that out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So because everyone's voting along party lines, you have this massive crisis, and it leads to the 12th Amendment, which is written in 1803. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is something we need to realize. The election happened in 1800. It took them three years to actually get an amendment passed to fix it because the American government is designed to run slowly. So here's this clear and obvious problem that there's a huge flaw in the system. Uh-huh. And it takes three years for Congress to get this amendment passed. Oh, that sounds fast to me, honestly. <laughs> Cynical view. But, yeah, that's essentially what the 12th Amendment was is, is – one vote for president, one vote for vice president. That's what the Electoral College does now. Now, you don't even know this because mm. you go and you go cast a vote for a party. Yeah. But that's not what really happens. You are, you are technically voting for a president and a vice president. And there's a couple different scenarios where you could have mismatched party president and vice president. What? Like a write-in? Like what? Yeah, there's also tiebreakers too, because the um, the Senate picks if there's a tiebreaker, if there's a tie, mm-hmm. like no one gets to 270 electoral votes. Yeah. Then the Senate picks the president, and the House picks the vice president. So if you have mixed match parties in charge, that would maybe be like the best thing ever for this country. I think you could make a great argument. I mean, everyone people would have to work together. Yeah, I mean, Abraham Lincoln did that during the Civil War. He picked a, he's a Republican from the North. He picked a Southern Democrat to be his vice president, and he did it very deliberately. And everyone says he's the best damn president ever. So, wow, you could be on. Wow, so but what you're saying basically is. Okay, and, and so but like when you vote for some, like people that are on the same ticket, it's just like a faster way to vote for them both together. Yes, you can vote for a ticket. It's like a suggestion. Yes. Or well, it's can. not a suggestion. It's not really a choice. I mean, you can't split it, right? You can on a ballot, yeah. You can? Yeah. No, Did no, everyone know this? Is this a thing that people I, know? I, I don't think it's even like a – if you think about voting, like you just go and you hit the same letter over and over again, right? I mean, unless you're in a state like Maryland, like what we do, like where we have a very purple governor, you're the vast majority of Americans are going into a voting booth and they're voting along the ticket lines no matter what. I try not to. Well, I, I, I voted. 
No, don't tell people what you voted for. It's a non-political podcast. No, I was going to say, I was going to tell them my crimes, which is that I voted out of state for Illinois for a little bit longer than I should have been just because it was so uninteresting to be living in D.C. where we couldn't even elect anyone to Congress. And um, and I was always trying to do my research on, well, I wouldn't do my research. I would ask my parents what they, because they always try to look at both Republicans and Democrats just based on who would do better. Um, so, okay. I, I guess we just don't vote in presidential elections frequently enough that I can easily recall. I just really thought you just clicked a button and it said Barack Obama, Joe Biden. And the next one says uh, Tim Kaine. Hillary oh, Clinton. Oh, that was sorry. No, no, you vote for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And then you go to the next really? box and it says Tim Kaine or Mike Pence. I am actually not sure. You're making me question myself. I, I, but it's in the 12th Amendment that you're supposed to cast a vote for president and vice president. And so if we aren't doing that right now, we're just, like, not following the Constitution? Well, yeah. Political parties has completely bastardized everything about elections in this country. Like, literally everything. Huh. None of it is. None of it's real. None of it's – it's all just – like, you can't even run for a candidate. You can't even be a candidate unless you get proven by the Republican National Committee and the Democratic National Committee. And it's like, there's not a mention of this operation in the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, but that's not, like, binding, right? I mean, you can people, other people can get on the presidential ticket, but sure. people don't realize that an endorsement from the RNC or DNC is not an actual shutout of any other candidate in the party. No, but I mean, it's the de facto truth of the matter. It is, it is, it is. But but if people maybe knew that that wasn't necessary, I don't know. It's all fucked. It's all fucked. <sighs> Whatever. But that was it. That was a quick story. Just, you know, yeah. give something to people to think about going into election season. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's my takeaway? That I just kind of wish that Washington was still our president, I think, is my takeaway. Yeah. I mean, he was a great president. He seemed like a total badass. He like he tried to do very little. And everything he did do, it was just like, you know, stuff like, you know what? We need a federal mail system. It doesn't make sense to have a state mail system no. because a lot of people have cousins in Virginia when they live in Massachusetts. Yep. So I'm going to federalize and then greatly expand the postal system in the United States. It's simple, it's not overbearing, but it's extremely vital, you know? Yeah. And that type of stuff's great. It sounds heavenly. Yeah. Sounds heavenly. And he's like that, I mean, I'm just basing this on Hamilton, but he's a super hot, tall black dude, which is just, that's nice to see that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was quite a sexy black man. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, RIP Washington. Yeah. We didn't deserve you. <laughs> Hey, well, he was there at the right time. He was. Let's hope for some reincarnation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. All right, Lisa. We're pretty close to the end of 1919, 2019. What? We are. We are. We have finished one. No, no, that's what I mean. We're still close to when it ended. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like we're in that, we're getting into that gray area of like whether or not you can still say Happy New Year to people. Mm. So I think we can still talk about our favorites from 2019. What were your favorite... Do you have like a favorite movie or album or song from 
Hmm. I don't. I'm not really a favorites person. Like I don't. You don't really rank everything. Catalog. Or... Yeah, I don't catalog things in my head. Um, I'm trying to think of like what I was most obsessed with. Um. I know what it was, but I don't think I should say it out loud. I don't know if you're. No, you're not allowed to say that out loud. Okay. That, no, no, I know exactly what you're thinking of, and that is one of those closeted things that I will not share. We call those guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. No. It's embarrassing. Um, I have too much ego for that, sadly. Um, this is reminding me of something because this is a really that's a really hard answer, question to answer. I just asked you a question that is like really putting you on the spot. So I want to say something else. Okay, go for it. My favorite thing that I did in 2019, other than start this podcast, uh-huh. um, was I put together a list of my hundred one favorite. No, sorry, the 100 greatest songs of all time according to Steve. Yes, it's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. My name on there is S.E. Williams 20. Go look it up. It's called 100 Greatest Songs Ever. The only rule was no, you couldn't have an artist have more than one song. There's 100 different artists. So it's not a pure 100 Greatest Songs of All Time because I didn't want to just make a playlist that was like... Half Arcade Fire. Half Arcade <laughs> Fire and half the Beatles. So I had to do a limit to one song per artist. had a lot of fun doing it. I recommend everyone try doing it. It's a great trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Fun times. I am thinking there's this one song I think I probably liked more than anything else. Um, uh, Doses and Mimosas. Mimosas. I really liked that song. Yeah, that song's from 2012. But I discovered it in 2015, and it's about my life. It's whatever. It's new to you. Right? <laughs> Damn, is it really that old? Yeah, wow. it's old. Dude, it's from that whole movement that MGM, MGMT started um, with all that, like, synthy falsetto music singing awful so talented i know right um yeah i think they're better than mgmt though grittier um better than mg you know that one song mgmt has legit albums that i know mgmt i was all about them i was cool and when was that 2008 (laughs) yeah they came out around 2008 we old yeah um god damn it i'm like i feel like did eighth grade come out in 2019 Oh, you were real into eighth grade. But I feel like that might have been twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think that's eighteen. Um, I'm being stubborn, but I just feel like there's something. There's a couple things floating around in my brain. And I just want to. I want to snatch them. All right. Well. You're not gonna let me. This is called dead air, people. Lisa. It's not calling dead air. I'm speaking right now. Sitting I'm around thinking, thinking is not making good radio. Trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I give up. Sorry, guys. You have to lose out on some of my. Hot takes on 2019 for now. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back with some next episode. Yeah, exactly. That's it. All right. Let's get out of here at least. Fine. Keep a nice short one. Uh, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Um, my name is Steve. I was a history teacher. And my name's Lisa, and I'm married. Let me lay it on the line, he had two on the vine. I mean, two sets of testicles, so divine. Here comes George, in control. Women dug his snuff and his gallant stroll. And invented cocaine. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming.